everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, a concept, the word that we'd like to use on this episode, but we're here. We're going to talk about producer versus consumer, and specifically the, the differences in, and how our mindset affects a lot of things with our finances. But before we get into that, Alex, what yeah, we're today? so we're, we're drinking the Conifer IPA from Valley House, one of our favorite breweries. It, it's here in your hometown of Duval. Uh, it's a 5.7% uh, alcohol, uh, 64 IBUs. And obviously, it's an IPA. But uh, you know, tell us tell us what you think about this beer, Ryan. Yeah, so it's, a, it's one of those beers that the more you drink, the, the more you like it. At first, it, it kind of, it, at least for me, was a bit of a turnoff because it has this pine flavor into it, like a pine needle flavor. And when you, when you take that first sip, you didn't, you don't expect it, even though the name conifer, right. That, <laughs> that should tell you that. Um, but it was a, a bit stronger than what I expected. So has that citrus, uh, a bit of citrus flavor in there. But what I found is the more I drank it, which makes me sound really horrible, but <laughs> the, the more sips that you, you have, the better the beer gets, right? And I think it's just that initial, like, oh, okay, I didn't expect that much pine. And so, it, over that. so it's not one of those beers where, like, once it hits your lips, everything's just wonderful. It takes a little bit of time to get into it. Yes, thank you for that, Alex. You're, you're welcome. It tastes so good when you put it to your lips. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> so, uh, enough of our our jargon between one another here. Let's 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 get into the topic here. So. You know, I was on my car drive in and, uh, you know, I, I tend to listen to different podcasts and the, the podcast was talking about producer versus consumer. Um, and, you know, Alex and I in our, our twisted ways will hear a topic and we will twist it into financials, right? And what hit me this morning was most of us, or most of Americans, I'll put it that way, right? The reason that they don't have a lot of money saved up is they are more of a consumer than a producer. Yeah, most people don't think about it in terms of uh, a producer. They think about it in terms of like income and things of that nature. Um, and, and really it, it's like, let's go back and define what these things are in terms of like the producer mindset versus the consumer mindset. Once we once we have those two concepts defined, then we can talk a little bit about the, the the difference between them, and then how to start switching our mindset or how to be at least aware of or cognizant of like w- which mindset we have. Yeah. So you know, producer mindset. This is someone that is thinking and bringing value to the world, right? It, it, in my opinion, I think it's that simple, right? They're constantly trying to bring value. This might be, this might be, you might be the person where people go to and to get introductions to a professional, right? Like you might be a very good networker and have a good network and you like to help people build whatever they're trying to build. You might be, you know, there's a, bu- there's a bunch of ways obviously to bring value in this world and that value that you bring, that's normally what's bringing in some sort of income to you. 
you might be the person in the office who everyone goes to because they know if they ask you, you'll be able to to direct them in the right way to go ahead and accomplish whatever it is that you're working on or will work alongside you to problem solve it or, or figure out, okay, how do we solve this? You might also just be really good at cranking out whatever it is that you do, you know, widgets or web pages or code or helping patients with their health or whatever the situation is now it's it's really just a matter of like okay identify what you're good at and how can you create the most value and then there's a consumer side of things right like which all of us are consumers right we we buy stuff such as food right and such as housing that that's the consumer there's also it's not just buying stuff it's also what are we reading? What are we listening to? Right. Am I, you know, I told you about the podcast I listened to. What are we watching? Right. Like, what are we doing with our time? And so now that we have those two definitions of producer versus consumer, here's the thing that really I started thinking about more and more was okay, someone that is consuming too much, right? Either it's, it might be spending the money, like buying something. Or it might be, you know, maybe you're binging Netflix, maybe you're reading a book, maybe you're watching the news, right? Those are all consuming activities. None of which are bad in and of themselves, but the second that you do it to excess or start ruminating on those things, then it becomes an issue. So how much are you consuming versus producing? Right. So if uh, that producer mindset, like you're going to be both, but if you can produce more than you consume, that's how you'll be at least financially more successful. And all of us, like I was thinking about this, you know, I was walking around my house and I started noticing things that my family and I have purchased. And I'm like, why the hell did I buy that? I didn't even do anything with it. Right. Or you know, the other day, I, you know, Dine and I are in this kick on watching Survivor, right? So literally one Saturday, we started watching, like, I, I forget what season it was, but we literally watched two full seasons of Survivor on a Saturday, right? It, and not that that's bad nor good, but, you know, if, if I was sitting around complaining about the income I was making or complaining about, you know, not having any money or complaining about not having the free time that I want. Or complaining about how you know stressed I am, or whatever it is. Well, maybe I should change what I'm doing. What actions am I doing, right? Because typically, the people that are bringing a ton of value, they tend to be more happier as well. Yeah, when like we all, like, you and I just went through a season where we did significantly more work than we normally do where we were putting in two, three, five, ten times as much work on a, a given day or a given week uh, as as normal. Uh, not to say that we don't work hard normally, but like we did tremendous amount of, of volume and added a tremendous amount of value to to our clientele over the last couple of weeks here or a couple of months. But at the same time, we now need some downtime to be able to decompress and de-stress and make sure that we're doing the things that that allow us to get back to equilibrium and get back to being able to add value so that we haven't just depleted ourselves um, from a mental capacity standpoint. 
So consuming isn't necessarily bad. It's, it's how are we going about doing it and making sure that we get back to equilibrium instead of going into excess. Yeah. And I want to, I want to state one more thing here because I, 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 even myself, I'm listening to us and it sounds like we're talking about, you know, making sure you're working hard, right. To make sure it's always about, about working hard. We're talking about the value you bring, right? You could go create a class, put it online, and now that class brings a ton of value and you sell that class and it brings in a passive income stream for you. Think about that value that you just created over and over and it's, and it re, it's reaching a ton of people, you're getting an income for it. And guess what? If you don't have to, like that class is out there, you've already done the work, so go be a consumer. Well, even that, Ryan, you're still talking about an income. It could be something where like, you know, for someone who is, who's a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad, the value that you might bring is adding tremendous value to your family, you know, taking care of the kids, making sure that the house is taken care of, making sure that the bills are taken care of, doing all of the other things that allow your spouse, your partner, whomever to be able to go do the things that they need to do. Um, and, and it could be being a community leader. It could be volunteering. It could be adding value through things that are non-income related. This does like you and I have a tendency of bringing it back to income because that's our world. At the same time, you can add value through the gift of time, through donations, value to, to the, the community or the family, not just your pocketbook. No, you know, and thank you for bringing that up because I can hear like, you know, Diane's going to listen to this and like, <laughs> I'm to sleep with one eye open tonight, but <laughs> like you nailed it on the head. It's, it's, it's where are you spending your time and, and right. And adding that value in some way, shape or form is normally the best actions that we can take. Can I just take a minute to give a shout out to Diane? Cause she gave so much value to you and I and all of our clients over the last couple months. Thank you, Diane. You are a rock star. Yeah, I don't think she listens to our podcast, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I asked her one time, she goes, I get to hear you all the time. I don't need to hear you in my free time and you're not here. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So let's let's go to the, the three takeaways here, right? So th- three things to really consider via this conversation. Hopefully th- this conversation is hitting you over the head where you're thinking, okay, like, am I more of the consumer or am I more of the producer and having you think differently, right? So step one is, okay, really understanding what, what value you are bringing. And this might be at work. This might be at home. This might be from a, from a you know, charity. Like, what, it, what is it you want to be doing and are you doing it? Right. Right? Like, how important is it to you? If you're not doing it, then question, okay, is it important enough for you to be doing and maybe we're just being lazy. I'm not trying to be rude, but that's just a fact, right? I, I do it too. We're all lazy in some way capacity. Sometimes I need someone to call me out on it, right? So understanding, is it important enough for you to be doing? If it is, go start doing it and take the baby step. Like you might be questioning, well, I don't know how, okay? Whatever it is you're trying to do, go take one baby step towards it. It doesn't have to be done in a day, which is my biggest downfall because I don't have patience. Yeah. One, like the other thing is, is that if you find that you're not adding value, 
maybe spend a little bit of time thinking about, okay, what can I do differently or how can I change it so that I can add the value that, that I see myself being able to bring or that I can, can bring to my family, the community, the company, like my patients, my practice, whatever it is like, okay, what is the value that we're going to bring to the world and how do we go about best doing that? And then step number two around this, right? So when you're purchasing something, you know, really think about, okay, is this purchase really needed, right? Like in my instance, I used to buy the iPhone every year it came out. Like I was upgrading every single year. And Diane made fun of me and always mocked me about it. My, my family mocked me about it. And they're like, why do you even care about the iPhone that much? Because you're not even a tech guru. You actually suck at technology. And they're 100% right, I do. And for whatever reason, me watching those Apple, like, like the launch of the Apple thing, it just got me excited. And I thought it was a new technology and I'll go get it. Well, I mean, most of the time, the new technology in my life doesn't actually do anything for me. So I no longer do that, but it took me a while to realize that because the emotional side of me wanted to buy the new technology. And that guy, like it, it's ridiculous me thinking about it looking backwards now. Right, but really think about that. And it's not to say that you shouldn't buy something frivolously, right? I mean, hopefully not a large purchase frivolously, but you get where I'm going now, right? Absolutely. We all have those things that that we <laughs> that we buy where we're just like, but why did I do that? Like what what value did that bring to me or anybody else for that matter? And then step number three, and this might be step number one, frankly, but what, what is it, you know, if you have a family, what are those family values? Right. And if you don't have a family, what are your values? We did an entire podcast on this type of concept. Um, so go back and listen to that, but it, it's really talking about making sure that our spending is aligned with our values. So uh, like that, when we talk about budgeting, it's really are we spending on things that we care about, that we're passionate about? And if the answer is no, we should think long and hard about those purchases just to figure out like, okay, if it's not aligned with our values, if it's not bringing value to us, why are we doing it? Absolutely. So that takes us to the question of the day, Alex. The question today is, do you produce more value? Or do you consume more value? And more importantly, do you think about that? How do you quantify that? So head over to beerandmoney.net. And at the bottom of the page, there's a spot for you to answer that question. Uh, if you got any value out of this, feel free to share it with friends, family, right? Because if you got value out of it, my guess is your friends and family might get some, some value out of that. So as always, we hope this episode was valuable. And Mr. Collins... Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. 
Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Brian Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 1531912. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2021-129747. Expiration November 2023.